What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, family? Thank you for tuning in to the Dream Nation podcast. My name is Casanova. I'll be your host, and I'm excited to be bringing to you entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and trailblazers from around the world. Stay locked in with us because we're about to go on a journey that will change your life. What's up, Dream Nation? Today on the line, we are back again, and I don't feel like there's an introduction needed, but we're going to give you the same type of energy, and I always like to start it off with making sure that we know who exactly we're talking to. So before the number one podcast in the world, before being featured in all of these different publications and being able to inspire entrepreneurs just like myself all over the world, let's take it back to when you were just a young boy and tell me who is John Lee Dumas. Man, well, Casanova, first and foremost, thanks for that introduction, man. It is a pleasure to be here. For some reason, you know, something about your name just makes me want to break into song. That Casanova ain't got none unless you got buns, hon. <laughs> One of my favorite songs. I know it's Anaconda, but, you know, I figured I'd use Casanova because it's just such a great name. But, man, you know, listen, the John Lee Dumas, the JLD back in the day, like, that's the thing, is I just came from a small town in the state of Maine you know, 2,000 people, you know, went to high school, you know, just tried to figure things out, went to college on an army scholarship. I mean, was in the army for eight years trying to serve this country and lead troops in a 13-month tour of duty in Iraq. I mean, just trying to figure things out, you know, through my 20s. And it really wasn't until I was 32 years old that I kind of like got my act together and said, wow, I'm not really happy or impressed with where I'm at in my life right now. I'm in my 30s. I thought I was supposed to have all these things figured out. I have nothing figured out. Let's get moving. So I started doing a lot of the same similar things that you were doing back in the day, which is just consuming great content by inspiring and motivating people and just taking that next step forward, taking that next understanding to the next level and then figuring out what is the niche? Like what is the thing that I can do that's currently not being done and deliver value to this world. And it was a slow, painful, struggling process, but man, that's why the victory is so sweet. I love it, man. And now you've done over 2000 episodes. You have entrepreneurs on fire and you're rocking it. And every, you had just about every big name inspirator or big entrepreneur on the show. Let me ask, Within your journey of the last, you know, 10, 12, 15 years, what has been your biggest obstacle that you've had to overcome, you think? Myself. I mean, it's the mindset that we deal with every day. I mean, we're humans. Like, as human beings, 
we just have this imposter syndrome, this fear, this doubt, this anxiety, you know, it's like everything's going so great, but what if it all crashes down tomorrow? And, you know, frankly, Casanova, I kind of compounded that a little bit by asking every one of my guests, what is your biggest failure? What is your biggest flop falling on your face ever? And I got to hear 2000 people tell me these crazy, sad, devastating stories. And that just to me reinforced like, oh my God, like everything's here today, gone tomorrow. So man, the most important thing is you need to surround yourself with the right people. You've got to have a mastermind of people that you look up to that are positive, optimistic, mindset of abundance. You know, you've got to have that mentor who's there, who's guiding you, holding you accountable as well. Because if you're just a solo individual trying to take this on your own, you're going to have these roller coasters of emotions, the highest of highs, the lowest of lows. Like it's just the world of being an entrepreneur. And man, I experienced those to this day. And, you know, and I'm eight years into my journey, you know, I've achieved, you know, massive levels of both financial and just overall success. But at the end of the, at the end of the day, I still struggle with these mindset challenges because I'm a human being and it's never going to end. And that's not to scare people, but that's just to encourage people to surround yourself with other people and that's, you know, have the right mindsets. And number two, to realize that, hey, even people that you look up to and admire, they're struggling with the same mindset things that you're struggling with right now. And so that doesn't change and embrace that and move forward. Man, I love it. And I know that you're big on habits, right? And you're big on doing things that bring productivity. I believe I was reading the blog and you were talking about the 80-20, right? And even at last month, you know, figuring out what is the thing that brings me 80%, right? And what's that 20 that's not driving it? Looking back on your career and everything that you've been able to accomplish, like you said, what's that one habit or what's the one thing that you wish that you would have implemented sooner to get your business on a faster scale? This is things like, this is something I implemented three years too late. Like if I had been able to implement this sooner and again, three years sooner would have been ideal, like things just would have been better overall for me. And that is a morning routine, you know? Mm. So many of us just kind of wake up when we wake up, especially when you're entrepreneurs, you know, that's why we do it. Cause we're like, Oh, we don't have an alarm. We don't have a, a boss who expects us at work at a certain time. So, you know, people just start to wake up when they wake up and that's part of the freedom. And then they just like, okay, now what am I going to do today? Okay. Let me go make some coffee. Okay. Let me go look at my email. Okay. Let me check my social media. And then like, well, it's 12 o'clock and I haven't done anything yet. And like, honestly, that was me for a significant amount of time. And finally, I just looked in the mirror and I said, wow, man, like, I love those people who just like get more stuff done before 9am than the rest of the world does all day. Like, that was me in the army, you know, by force, not because I wanted to, but they made me get up at 5am and they made me bust my butt until 9am. And then they would look at us and be like, soldiers, how do you feel that you just got more stuff done before 9am than the rest of the day today? And I was like, actually, that kind of does feel good. And so as an entrepreneur, I was like, how can I bring that back? And to me, and again, it took me three years to get there, but I was like, I got to implement a morning routine, man, because I don't have, you know, a drill sergeant screaming at me anymore. Like I've got to be my own version of that drill sergeant. And so I created a morning routine I was waking up at 6 a.m. I was exercising first thing. I was meditating. I was journaling. 
I was focusing on me, on the health and wellness of my mind and body and spirits. In Casanova, like when I made that shift, everything changed because my energy got better, my sense of accomplishment got better, my productivity, my discipline, my focus, everything improved because I was able to, to commit those first 90 minutes every single day to my personal routine. I think everybody's personal routine should be different, right. but it needs to be a, a morning routine that works for you. Man, I love that. And discipline, commitment and discipline is what I heard from there. And that's how you'll get the results that you want. Now, one thing that I know is every, right now, a lot of people are starting podcasts, right? And you've been a pioneer and a godfather of it. Right. And, and a lot of things that you've talked about that I've heard over the years is how you were able to really take off in the beginning because you got people like Amy and Pat Flynn and Tony Robbins, Tim Ferriss. Well, nowadays, you know, and you said that when you first started out, it was probably a lot easier because no one was doing podcasts. So it was easy. But nowadays, when a lot more people are doing podcasts, what's that tip that you would recommend for someone to go out and get a couple big name guests like What's the path now? Because podcasts are obviously a lot more out there. I'm going to give you the honest response here, which yeah. I don't think a lot of people are going to expect, but it's the honest to goodness truth. Most people, when they start, and by most, I mean pretty much everybody when they start, should not be going after a big name guest. Because guess what? You, as a beginning, as a beginning podcast host, don't deserve a big guest. You haven't honed your interview skills yet. You're not 100 episodes in like Casanova. You're not 2,600 episodes in like JLD. You have just started your podcasting journey. You're not good enough. You shouldn't be good enough. Don't feel bad about it because why would you be good? I wasn't good. Casanova wasn't good when we started. We had to put in the reps and we did put in the reps and we got good. So now you put in the reps, do 50, do 60 podcast episodes, spend six months to a year honing your craft, getting better and oh, building an audience so that when you do get those big name guests on, you don't blow it. You don't embarrass yourself and you add value to them because you're a good podcast host. You're asking good questions. You're having good back and forth like the banter Casanova and I are having. Do you think we would have had this if he interviewed me episode one? Not a chance. Episode 100? Absolutely, making it happen. So that's my advice to beginning podcasters. Like, go after people that are hungry and are growing and, you know, are excited to be on your show, but aren't those A-listers, you know? And that's fine. Go after people that are getting after it and they're going to promote the show because they're excited to be on. And then you can hone your skills. And then down the road, when the time is right and you have an audience and you have skills as a podcast host, then you can go to town on the big name guests. Hey, what's up, Dream Builder? Have you been getting any value out of this episode? Would you like to get more exclusive content just like this delivered right to your inbox? If so, head on over to dreamnationpodcast.com and you can sign up for the email list and that will give you access to exclusive content and more interviews just like this that's going to be delivered only to our tribe. So head on over to dreamnationpodcast.com. Let's get back to it. Thinking about the NBA, you know, I, I love sports, but it's like thinking that you're just going to jump into the league and play in the all-star game. It's not going to happen. You got to no. get reps up. You got to, you know, be able to show that you can. It's compete. a good analogy. 
And I love that. So I'm glad that you said it. And that is something that no one else says. So I'm glad that you brought it in and brought it to perspective. Another question that often comes up when people are thinking about podcasting now, they're looking to make a career out of it. And obviously you have your income blog that you publish every single month and you've shown and been transparent. For a lot of people that's looking at this and they say, hey, you know what? It is a passion of mine, but I want to be able to make this a full-time income. What's some overlooked strategies on ways that people can monetize their podcast? Because that's why a lot of people don't start. They don't know if they'll ever be able to make any money off of it. I want to make it simple for people because so many people waste time when they start their podcast thinking they're going to get sponsors. Listen, sponsors aren't going to work for you until after a significant amount of time and a large audience has been built. So at the large audience, people are, what does that look like? Two to 3,000 listens per episode. Okay. between two and 3,000 listens per episode. And that's going to take most people a very long time to reach because that's a huge number. That'll put you like in the top four or 5% of all podcasts, period. So what my recommendation is, you as a podcast host need to start by saying to yourself, what is the biggest struggle that my listeners have? And then how can I provide the solution in the form of a product or a service or a community? that's how you start monetizing, by you offering it, keeping people in your world. Don't spend your time chasing sponsors and sending people to other products and services. Keep them in your world by solving their problems with your solutions. Man, I love it. And I know you talk about all the time having avatars, right? And your avatar was Jimmy, right? But figuring out who exactly do you serve? Do you still feel like, because nowadays so many people are are jumping all over, do you still feel like that's the number one thing that someone has to figure out first is figuring out who their avatar is or, or what's your perception on that? It's the first step because listen, you are going to have a million questions, a million forks in the road that you're going to come to as a podcast host because there's a lot of different decisions to make. Don't make the decision yourself as a podcast host because your perfect listener should be making that decision because that's what you're creating the show for. So I say, WWJD, what would Jimmy do? You should be asking yourself, what would your avatar want? They'll tell you, you take their advice and you make a quick decision. Left, right, off to the races. I love it. To wrap this thing up, man, when it's all said and done, because you've added so much value, you know, over 2,000 episodes, so many people that you've helped to change their lives. When it's all said and done, what's the one thing that you want people to take away from who John Lee Dumas was and what he represented? So what I want them to look back and say, John Lee Dumas was a person that tried to share value with the world. He tried to be a person of value And that was his focus and that he was able to inspire individuals, his listeners to create something that was special for them so that they could turn around and inspire other individuals, causing a ripple effect of awesomeness. And that's what you and I are doing in this world, Casanova. That's what other people that are watching and listening to this are doing. That if you're creating value, if you're giving it out to the world, you're responsible in a good way for causing a ripple effect across this world. So I congratulate you, Casanova, on number 100 massive milestone, brother. And I'll tell you what, when you get to 200, I will come on your show for 30 minutes. It's a guarantee. 
I love it, man. I love it. Well, again, it's been phenomenal. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. We look forward to having you back again. And remember, Dream Nation, in the dream we trust, but we must take action. Otherwise, it'll only merely be a fantasy. We'll see you on the next one. Take care, brother. That's all we got for this episode. Thank you for sticking around. That truly means a lot to me. And hopefully that means that we delivered massive value on this one. If you haven't already, the way that you could say thank you to myself and the team is just by heading over to iTunes and leaving a review and a rating. That's what iTunes loves to see. That's how we get out there even more. And I would definitely, definitely be grateful for it. I know the team would as well. Do me a favor and head on over to dreamnationpodcast.com. That's where you're going to be able to find all of the resources that we talked about in today's episode, as well as more exclusive content. And you'll also be able to sign up to our email list where we have more exclusive content. And we always love to hear the feedback from you all because you're our tribe. So remember, in the dream we trust, we'll see you on the flip side. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.